Blog Talk Radio. And now, Geico Saving Stories. Russell Burton closed his laptop, having just switched his car insurance to Geico. He didn't think much of it until... Savings were everywhere. My pockets, uh, wallet, bank accounts. It was like the savings were following me. Following, indeed. All because of an innocent 15 minutes on Geico.com. I feel like I'm never alone. Geico. Spend 15 minutes and 15% or more in savings could be following you. K-I-R-P Radio!
K-I-R-P Radio! Good evening. This is not Radio Clash, live for Pirate Satellite. It's K-I-R-P Radio Show. Last Friday nights of the month with your guest host, Rock O.P. It is Friday night, January 25th, 2019. Tonight I will be discussing the government shutdown. And in one sense, this is part two of last month's program when I discussed the wall. And, of course, they are related. When you look at any any news uh, any news item, uh, particularly a story, a story has a life of its own. And uh, this, of course, was a big one because it was billed as the you know, longest government shutdown ever. You always want to step back. You want to ask a few questions. You want to ask why. Why is so much attention given to the story? And beyond why is there so much attention given to the story? How is the story being framed? How is it being framed? We talk about fake news. That is a broad term. Uh, the president is fond of using it. And, uh, of course, it's uh, it's very popular uh, among people, particularly uh, not just his supporters, but those who uh, reject uh, the narrative the disposition and the perspective of the mainstream corporate media. We always want to see what the story, how it's being framed, not just what they're saying, why they're saying it. The shutdown is being built as a classic left versus right conflict. That's the way it's being built. You have uh, Nancy Pelosi, you know, ultra-liberal uh, Congress creature, been there forever, from California. Again, newly installed once again as the Speaker of the House after the Democrats gained the numerical advantage to control the House versus you know, ultra-conservative right-wing president who some erroneously and uh, I would say viciously and slanderously say is a racist, Donald J. Trump. So it's pitted as a left versus right debate, you know, liberal versus conservative. Is that really what's going on? And if you've listened to this show before, uh, you'll probably know the answer already. No, that's uh, that's not what's going on. That's the way they want you to react and respond. Remember, the two-party system thrives because uh, they get people to react to a large degree emotionally. They get people to react emotionally. So you could look at you know facts, figures, stats, history to a very large degree, both on the so-called left and right, people vote against candidates. They do not vote for candidates to a very large degree. With Donald J. Trump, you could say when he came into office, that was somewhat different. Uh, he did get a huge number. I didn't check the actual stats of uh, independent voters. He got a lot of crossover Democrats. So he did run as a populist. The, uh, the New World Order gave us a fake populist in Donald J. Trump. But when you look at the whole the whole debate as far as the shutdown, you know what what is at stake? What is at stake? They're telling us again uh, the shutdown is because Donald J. Trump, as president, wants five five point seven billion dollars to erect a border wall between Mexico and the United States. As I said last week, and please check out the show archives. Even if even if the president secured those funds, and I know, I know the shutdowns temporarily, uh, clo- temporary, uh, temporarily ceased as of today. I believe they have a three. They've got a how many? Three-week moratorium, okay, to quote reopen and quote the government. That's another interesting question too, as far as how, if the government really had no money, how could anyone get paid? No one seems to answer that question. In any case. Even if you looked at the $5.7 billion, if the president got that, uh, if he gets that three weeks from now, based upon one estimate, that covers 215 miles of the wall. The border with Mexico is 1,950 miles, roughly 680 miles right now. We have the U.S. Uh, has covered with uh, some walls, really fences, a lot of fences. Of course, the wall was never built. But even if you got that 5.7 billion, 
It's about 215 miles a wall. That's it. Again, you could debate that. That was one figure, uh, but kind of makes sense when you realize the estimates from the wall go anywhere from you know, 25 billion, you know, north of that. So what's that stake again? What's that stake? Let's let's step back and think again. Why in the first in the first part? Why in the first place do we have a shut again? Don't please please bear with me. I'm not saying okay. I'm not talking about the politics. In other words, what I'm saying is how is it that the government and Congress, okay, according to the federal constitution. In particular, of Congress of the two houses, the House of Representatives, as opposed to the Senate, controls the purse, the spending. So, how is it that Congress, and in particular the House of Representatives, has gotten to the point where we have these things called continuing resolutions? Continuing resolutions, not a legitimate budget. So, what I'm getting at is this: is that if Congress was functioning responsibly, and I didn't even say within the bounds of the Constitution. I didn't say legally. <laughs> That's what they're doing. You could, you could argue, uh, and I would, it's really not legal because it's not, if the Constitution is the highest law of the land, and it is, and laws are passed that contradict the Constitution, they are ultimately illegal, even though they're being enforced under you know, color of law and due to the corruption of both the executive, judicial, and of course, legislative branches of the federal government. But apart from the Constitution question, which I'll dive in, we'll dive into shortly, they were acting responsibly. This could never happen. Why? Because there would be a budget. The budget would be set up for a, a certain period of time, and that's what would be spent, period. So the mere fact that we have continuing, continuing resolutions for so long shows really the utter failure of both parties, that's right, of both parties at the federal level. It's very clear. The Constitution, really, and then if they limited spending to what's called the enumerated powers, then uh, the federal government would look nothing like it is today. It would be very, very, very small. The vast majority of... Uh, the vast majority of what the federal government does and spends money on has no basis in the Constitution. We talk about the enumerated powers. The enumerated powers talking about uh, Article One of the Constitution talks about what Congress would do. So that's enumerated. In other words, it's spelled out. It's defined at what Congress can do. Teen clauses. Now, those 18 clauses, you could break them down. You could say they have more than 18 enumerated functions because each clause, each clause could cover more than one power. I'll read it to you quickly. This is all the Congress has power to do. The Cong starting with Section, Section 8, first clause. Congress shall have power to lay and collect taxes, duties, imposts, and excises to pay the debts and provide for the common defense and general welfare of the United States but all duties, imposts, and excises shall be uniform throughout the United States. I could go off on that because many people creatively they'd say, well, general general welfare, there you go. That means whatever, whatever they want it to mean. Uh, it's all in the context, common defense, specific meaning was circumscribed, as was general welfare. General welfare was defined in the rest of the clauses. <laughs> The rate functions. The second clause: to borrow money on the credit of the United States, to regulate commerce with foreign nations and among the several states and with the Indian tribes, to establish a uniform rule of naturalization and uniform laws on the subject of bankruptcies throughout the United States, to coin money, regulate the value thereof and of foreign coin, and fix the standard of weights and measures, to provide for the punishment of counterfeiting the securities and current coin of the United States, to establish post offices and post roads, to promote the progress of science and useful arts by securing for limited times to authors and inventors the exclusive right to their respective writings and discoveries, to constitute tribunals inferior to the Supreme Court, to define and punish piracies and felonies committed on the high seas and offenses against the law of nations 
to declare war, grant letters of marquee and reprisal, and make rules concerning captures on land and water, to raise and support armies, but no appropriation of money to that use shall be for a longer term than two years, to provide and maintain a navy, to make rules for the government and regulation of the land and naval forces, to provide for calling forth the militia to execute the laws of the Union, suppress insurrections, and repel invasions, to provide for organizing, arming, and disciplining the militia, and for governing such part of them as may be employed in the service of the United States, reserving to the, to the states respectively the appointment of the officers and the authority of training the militia according to discipline prescribed by Congress, to exercise exclusive legislation in all cases whatsoever over such district, not exceeding 10 miles square, as may, by session of particular states and the acceptance of Congress, become the seat of the government of the United States, and to exercise like authority over all places purchased by the consent of the legislature of the state in which the same shall be for the erection of forts, magazines, arsenals, dockyards, and other needful buildings. Okay. And Okay. And to make all laws which shall be necessary and proper for carrying into execution the foregoing powers and all of the powers vested by this Constitution in the government of the United States or in any department or officer thereof. Okay. So in the begin at the end it mentions that it has that phrase there, necessary and proper. And beginning in the beginning Okay, in the first clause, then you have general welfare. It's all circumscribed by those clauses to make all laws which shall be necessary and proper for carrying into execution the foregoing powers, the previous clauses, and all the powers vested by this Constitution in the government of the United States. Okay, circumscribed by what's written in the Constitution or any department or officer thereof. In other words, any department or officer thereof circumscribed, circumscribed, and in other words, clearly explained in within the bounds of the constitution if it was open ended as progressives both uh, both you know the future you know, uh, democrats and future republicans if 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 that meant okay this general welfare and necessary profits that meant anything why bother having a constitution in other words nothing would be circumscribed nothing would be enumerated you just say you just have a very brief one just say congress can do whatever they deem they can do <laughs> <laughs> or whatever is necessary and proper. See, so people lie, Democrats lie, Republicans lie, and they lie all the time. And in particular, they lie about the Constitution. Again, if you, you take a constitutional view of government, and the federal government looks is completely, and I say completely alien to what the Constitution would would have it to be. It's completely alien. And I, I would go so far as to say the vast majority of people. That the you know, people that, that that have power, in other words, the legislators, uh, the president, uh, Supreme Court justices, the vast majority are traitors because they violate the Constitution. They violate with they violate it every day. They violate it every day. So getting back to the shutdown, Gary North had a piece. Now again, yeah, you know, they they worked out this uh, they worked out this deal. I'll talk about. But Gary North, he's uh, he's a Christian uh, libertarian. I'll leave it at that. Uh, some of this stuff he writes is very good. Some of it is very bad. Some of it's okay. Uh, he wrote he wrote a piece on January 19th and uh, the shutdown of Liberty, and I think he nailed it on this one. He said if President Trump hold, holds firm on the shutdown until January 20th, 2021, he will have struck the greatest blow for liberty and against bureaucracy in American political history. To achieve this, all he has to do is nothing. In doing this, he will have overturned a classic slogan of American politics. You can't beat something with nothing. Uh, don't do something, sit there. Trump is exercising his legitimate constitutional right to do nothing. In other words, the president has the right then uh, to sign a bill or not sign it into law. Okay, the veto power. All he has to do is nothing until January 20th, 2021. These days, Congress does not get around to passing real budget. It just keeps passing budget extensions the last couple of months. There's not enough agreement in Congress to produce an annual budget any longer. Gridlock is here. Okay, and that's by design, incidentally. 
These extensions are called continuing resolutions. They are now permanent. North goes on to quote Wikipedia, between the fiscal year 1977 and fiscal year 2015, Congress only passed all 12 regular appropriation bills on time in four years. That was for fiscal year 1977, 1989, 1995, and 1997. Between 1980 and 2013, there were eight government shutdowns in the United States. Most of, most of these shutdowns revolved around budget issues, including fights over the debt ceiling that led to the furlough of certain non-essential personnel. The majority of these fights lasted one to two days, with a few exceptions lasting that article on Wikipedia that North Cites, he mentions, it provides a list of continuing resolutions since 2001. It's very long. Congress will have to agree on a budget extension in order to put a bill on Trump's desk. This is highly unlikely today. Okay, It's happened for three weeks. The government has entered gridlock. Again, that's uh, by design. In other words, because both parties have the same agenda, they do these things, again, to play to their base. It's all, it's all about manipulating and controlling the electorate. Uh, so we have we have the continuing resolution again. Now that passed, uh, North went on to say, uh, Democrats in Congress are not going to budge on the refusal to fund Trump's wall. And again, it's purely purely PR since that five five point seven billion covers less than two hundred thirty miles of wall. My assumption, this is North speaking, is that he will back down. Of course, Trump did already in the for the time being, but he's going to delay that as long as he can, emotionally speaking. Pressure we brought him from Republicans, especially in the Senate, to back down. Okay, now this is really interesting. What North said as far as the effects of it. Have you noticed any difference in your life? I noticed no difference whatsoever in mine. Only if you're a government employee are you feeling any pain. A small fraction of the government has actually been shut down. There are 800,000 civilian employees on unpaid leave, but most of them are still coming to work. There are about 2 million civilian employees of the U.S. government. Okay, and that's not including you know, the monstrous size of the military. All right. The CIA and the, and the intelligence agencies, uh, agencies are still on duty and being paid. Employees of the TSA have been furloughed, but most of them are coming to work on the assumption that they'll eventually receive their presently pro- frozen salaries. Okay, And that, that's really amazing because with people, when you talk about being furloughed, some people, and this happened in the past too, just didn't go to work. They were sent home. And then now, though, as this happened in the past, I didn't see the details of the current deal they struck for three weeks. If it happens the way it does, if they did what they did in the past, they just pay all those people who did nothing. And that's amazing. And the private sector couldn't work like that, but because the government... Again, they're using fiat currencies backed by nothing. It's it's based upon debt. Okay, it's it's a debt instrument. It's controlled by the private Federal Reserve. There's no sense of responsibility or accountability, and that's you can see that with the national deficit. Okay, we talk about the deficit and the debt, unfunded liabilities. You include again Social Security and all. It's well over well over sixty billion, probably ninety billion. In any case, it's amazing that people could get paid then back pay they call it for doing nothing it's just it's, it's mind-blowing okay north one say about 50,000 irs agents have been called paying short the federal government treating workers like dirt it's making promises to these workers that it may not be able to fulfill for months trust us it all depends on how long trump and the democrats decide to play shaking with each other which ended today if it goes on for several months tens of thousands of those workers going to t- to take other employment offers they will not have any other choice in the matter they have to pay their bills they're going to get jobs do not pay anywhere near as much as the federal government read one stat that said on average federal government employees they're getting 17 percent more than private sector so north made a great point if it had played out like that it would have shrunk the federal government again uh you could say if it went on you know six eight twelve months eventually then if they were funded the same abominations, which they would have, uh, they certainly did today, uh, people would have stepped in to take the jobs. But in the meantime, the government would have shrunk, and uh, you know, people who were on the dole would have been off the dole. So, where where do we stand now? So, what uh, what did they do? What did they do in the meantime? Again, if anyone wants to call in. Forgot to give that number, 619-638-8559, 619-638-8559. I will get you on the air. 
quoting from an AP, AP piece. And, you know, they frame it. They frame it as a Trump failing, which I think in this case is accurate. Trump's retreat, this the, the headline, Trump's retreat shutdown ends without wall money for now. All right. Submitting to mounting pressure and mid-growing disruption, President Donald Trump agreed to a deal Friday to reopen the government for three weeks, backing down from his demand that Congress give him money for his border wall before federal agencies get back to work. Standing alone in the Rose Garden, Trump said he would sign legislation funding shuttered agencies until February 15th and try again to persuade lawmakers to finance his long-sought wall. The deal he reached with congressional leaders contains no new money for the wall, but has the longest shutdown in U.S. history. First, the Senate, then the House, swiftly and unanimously approved the deal, saying legislation to Trump for a signature. Trump's retreat came in the 35th day of the partial shutdown as intensing delays at the nation's airports and another missed paycheck for hundreds of thousands of federal workers brought new urgency to efforts to resolve the standoff. So you notice how they frame that, missed paychecks for thousands of federal workers. They don't say, you know, apart from the TSA, which should be private again in any case, you know, what, what, are they really providing, in other words, what were they doing that was that was so important? <laughs> Trump Trump's here just here's Trump's spin. Quote, this was in no way a concession, Trump said in a late tweet Friday, fending off critics who wanted him to keep fighting. It was taking care of millions of people who were getting badly hurt by the shutdown with the understanding that in the twenty one days no deal is done. It's off to the races. Okay. The shutdown was ending as Democratic leaders had insisted it must reopen the government first and talk border security. Okay, yeah, Trump, Trump linked first, Trump lost. Okay. Now, the the thing I would say about this with, with Trump is that the story, Zero Hedge ran a piece, and Trump Trump basically made a statement to today about this, is that they've been talking, he's been talking about emergency powers and executive, executive authority and or executive orders that he declares a national emergency. Which is basically, I would say that is uh, that's disingenuous. Uh, in other words, there's a problem at the border. It's a problem the federal government has created. When I say it's a problem that they created, uh, if you think I'm being too harsh at Mr. Trump's expense, I would just point out in the 1950s under the Eisenhower, Eisenhower administration, uh, they had what was called Operation Wetback. That's right, it was called Operation Wetback, and there was concerted effort to then. Uh, deport, you know, so I use the word deport illegal aliens from the country, largely Mexicans. Under the Eisenhower administration, without the technology that we have today, they deported 1.3 million illegal aliens. That's right, 1.3 million. So the whole, when I say, when I say things are fake, when I say Washington is mostly theater, uh, when I say both both parties just, it's all, it's the same agenda. They appeal, they use different rhetoric to appeal to their base. Let that sink in. Okay. In the 1950s, without the technology that exists today, 1.3 million illegal aliens were deported. Right now, it is a misdemeanor. It's still illegal to jump the border. And then it becomes a felony once you forge documents, which is extremely common, like a Social Security card. All right? So, Mr. Trump what, didn't openly state what George W. Bush did when they talked about, uh, they really wanted amnesty, they didn't use that word, and they just basically talked about they had a ridiculous plan back then when W. was in office. I believe they called it a ZV, so that was legislation that the late John McCain and Lindsey Graham came up with, and uh, Ted Kennedy, the late Ted Kennedy came up with. They had this thing called a ZV, where they basically said, well, they won't be legal, but then they could stay in the U.S. forever, <laughs> which, is, which is the fact of amnesty. I mean, it's the fact that you can you can stay here forever, but uh, no no legal repercussions. But yes, that's not amnesty. In any case, Trump didn't say it. He has talked about amnesty, which I'll touch on more than once. But uh, what Trump is is not admitting is, is the simple truth. If he wanted to secure the border, number one. It could be done, and it could it could be done with the existing laws that we have. Okay, it was done in the fifties; could be done today. Number two, it could be done without the erection of wall, without spending any of that money. I, I touched on this in last month's show. In essence, uh, you could really you could really you, you could pass a few laws. The, the key law would be this. Okay, 
if you want to use the federal club. Okay, it's, it's federal government making federal laws to solve a federal problem. Because you know, the progressives, both Republicans and Democrats, say, well, you, know, you have these sanctuary cities, sanctuary states, so they can't force federal law going to them. In any case, this, this way you do it real easy, extremely easy. And Donald J. Trump, obviously, they know this. People in Congress know what I'm saying is true. It's very simple. Pass one law. Pass others. The one law is this. In order to open up a bank account or to transfer money out of the United States, you need two documents. Okay? If you're a foreign national in the United States, you need one, a passport, and two, a visa. Period. Case closed. Now, the law would be like this. You could not open up a bank account without those two documents. But I would let someone wire money out if they didn't have the if they didn't have both of those documents. Just charge them a ninety percent surcharge. See if they did that immediately. And when I say immediately, in in a matter of weeks and months, the vast majority of illegal aliens would be out of the country because they wouldn't be able to stay here. Period. They couldn't do it. They wouldn't be able to. And it would be peaceful. They would peacefully self-deport. They would peacefully self-deport. In in Alabama. We have some, you know, very, very uh, concerted activism. Okay, Alabama's passed some good laws because, as usual, nothing gets done unless people are organized and they, they essentially uh, <laughs> uh, push an agenda. Okay, unless the people push an agenda with the legislators, things normally don't get done with substance. In Alabama, they passed a law a few years back. I didn't pull up. Um, I didn't pull up the, the, the year it was done a few years ago. And they passed a simple law to basically combat illegal immigration in Alabama. The law said, if you're going to use a government school, okay, and I, there shouldn't be any government schools, okay? But if you are, they do exist, unfortunately. Uh, this is Marxism, the, the lie of free public education is Marxism. But they passed a law in Alabama said, if you're going to use a public school, you have to prove citizenship. What happened? Illegal aliens sell peacefully self-deported from Alabama. They went elsewhere. Now, a federal judge, yeah, after that happened, it had a great, it had a great, uh, it did its magic, you know, the illegals self-deported peacefully. After that happened, a federal judge actually said, oh, no, you didn't have, you didn't have the jurisdiction to do that. Now, in any case, the border could be secured very quickly without spending money. The way most Mexican, most Mexicans, they're illegal, and you say that number is probably north of well over 22 million, based upon the MIT study. I covered a lot of those numbers last month in the show. But the way they persist in the United States, it's an it's an open it's an open secret. In other words, they have 45 Mexican consulates in the United States that issue a card called the Matricula Consulate. They get the matricula consulate cards, and the vast majority of banks, credit unions, and financial institutions accept that as valid ID. That's wicked. Okay, if Trump was serious, and what I'm saying is very easy to understand, if he was serious about ending illegal immigration, stopping it dead in its tracks, you basically pass that law and a visa to open up a bank account or wire funds out, and you shut down if you want more laws. You shut down those 45 Mexican consulates overnight because they only exist to to pass to to issue the matricula consulate card. Now, it's that simple. It's really, it's really, really that simple. The body, the people in power again want to make it want to make the issues appear more complex than it is. So, Trump, you know, if you lean if you lean right, if you're a populist, if like I believe the majority, you know, at least the simple majority of Americans do see that mass illegal immigration is destructive. If you believe it's wrong, you just a lot of people then just emotionally identify with Trump. And they don't see through they don't see the rhetoric is meaningless. When I say the rhetoric is, is meaningless, you may think again that's extreme or harsh. Um I'll give you one example. Uh one one, one really example say during the shutdown they uh, they flowed this idea that Trump would offer amnesty Citizenship to 1.8 uh, illegal aliens that came in under uh, the, the so-called uh, Dream Act or the Dreamers, okay, and that's if Obama started that. Again, illegal executive action, basically saying your know, children of illegal aliens can stay here. So Trump basically wanted to he he expanded the number that Obama wanted. That's what he said. Now this was no new. This was absolutely no 
new uh, new development. He had done that. Yeah, he had done that back in uh, January last year. Okay, I'm quoting from Breitbart piece, quote January 24th last year, 2018. President Trump told mainstream media reporters on Wednesday that he was open to breaking his immigration commitment by giving a pathway to U.S. citizenship to nearly 800,000 illegal aliens shielded from deportation by the President Obama created Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals DACA program. <laughs> Then he expanded over that. He said going up to 1.8 million. 1.8 million. Now, the amazing thing about that is when you consider the rhetoric that Trump used to get elected, okay? The rhetoric that he used to get elected. Right? I'm going to play. I'm going to play something that candidate Trump said, okay, concerning then concerning amnesty. We will break the cycle of amnesty and illegal immigration. We will break the cycle. There will be no amnesty. People will know that you can't just smuggle in, hunker down, and wait to be legalized. It's not going to work that way. Those days are over. The president said those days were over, and then when he got into office a year ago, this month, he offered 800,000. He offered amnesty to 800,000 illegal aliens. Then he floated it to 1.8 million. Twice he did it then, and then he did that in the last few days. Was good enough, was good enough for the Democrats. Now, again, I said it's not left versus right. It's obviously not. It's the same agenda. Do, do, do you see that? Do you see through the smoke screen? Do you see through the rhetoric? you see through the emotions here. As long as illegal aliens remain in the United States, they have children, and those children become citizens. That's simple. If MIT's number is right, that number is at least 22 million. So you could probably argue it's much higher. You go to 34 million. It's difficult to say because of, because of the criteria people use to try and define what, what, uh, how you how you study it to get those numbers. But again, MIT says 22 million. 22 million. They want this conflict to continue. And again, it's not, nothing's going to change. Okay, do you realize that? Trump, and I'll, I'll get to the zero hedge speech after the break about what Trump is probably going to do. They want to keep us divided. Okay, everything that happens in D.C., the vast majority is to divide and distract. Okay. It's to divide the people. It's to distract the people. This whole shutdown, particularly tying it to illegal immigration and the so-called wall, is a classic example of divide and conquer. Divide, distract, and conquer. Why? Because nothing is going to get done. Even if Trump goes through, and it would be very Trumpian, I see that's probably what's going to happen in, in three-odd weeks or so. Okay, so they got, they got this little deal for three weeks. Uh, a lot of people get paid for having stayed home and do, doing nothing. Uh, that's the American way. You see that in the Constitution. You should. That's one of the enumerated powers that you could create federal, federal agencies that have no constitutional basis and pay them for not going to work. In any case, uh, <laughs> in any case, it would be very Trumpian for Trump to then declare this emergency and I'll break down the numbers in the zero hedge piece where he, where he'd get you know, 20, 20 to 30 odd billion dollars. Let's say they build that entire wall, okay? And you wouldn't have to. If you're thinking, thinking about physical barrier, you only have to really construct the wall on areas where humans could pass, okay? It's not, it's not all 1,950 miles or so. In any case, they'd build the wall without changing the documentation alerts as long as, long as the matricular consulate card is available. It's not going to stop. It's not going to stop. And... And the country, the country's already irrevoc- irrevocably damaged. Why? Because you got 22 million. They've had children, and then they're instant citizens. And then they can petition to bring others in from other countries because they're citizens. So nothing's really going to change. But you look at the money, okay? And say follow the money. 
the money that, that exists in the budget is in the budget against continuing resolution. They use, they use the border. They use illegal immigration. Now they use the wall. They set, have everyone focus on that like a laser. When the reality is, again, both parties of Congress have been criminally negligent for never passing a budget to begin with. And even if Trump then does declare this emergency, which won't be constitutional, but who cares about the Constitution anyhow? If he does do that illegally, let's say it gets built, it's still not going to matter. Not unless you take care of the documentation. See, if you took care of the documentation, then you could have these people peacefully self-deport. Now, the damage would already be done if the children had stayed here that were unfortunately uh, then became citizens, which shouldn't happen, which, again, is another problem the federal government has created that they don't want to solve. But they get the wall. They don't change the documentation. Nothing really changes then. Nothing really changes. But the thing that the thing that's good from the perspective of the power leader in the world order is people continue to then be divided. I I'll give you I'll give you a little fact or I'll give you an anecdote. I'll give you an anecdote. I was I, I was just talking with someone today in passing and I couldn't believe what they said. Because I, I was just trying to basically throw out a talking point to educate me say, isn't it I said, isn't it interesting how the government shut down but how can it be shut down and not everyone gets paid? And the, the person that responded said, well, it's only the people that aren't getting paid are just people of color. And the person that told me that was completely serious. The person that told me that was completely serious. So when we have this level of mind control in the body politic, you, know, you see where we're going, and uh, it is not a good place. You're listening to KRP Radio Show. Last try nice a month with your guest host Rocco P. Anyone who wants to call that number once again is six one nine six three eight eight five five nine six one nine six three eight eight five five nine. We will take one more break now before we get back to the show and conclude it. You can't get what you want.
Listen to KRP Radio Show last Friday nights of the month. Your guest host Rocco P. I want to go back and just clarify. If a if a wall if if a wall was built across the entire border, yes, that would make a difference. But on my my position, I strongly feel that wall will never be built. Certainly, Mexico is never going to pay for it, as the president had said. Yeah, I don't know how many times when he was candidate, and he never explained when he was candidate or after he was elected how Mexico would pay for it. So yeah, if that wall was built, yes, that would that would stop a lot of illegal immigration. It doesn't address the people that are here. My point is this: that wall will never be built, and it's unnecessary. It's an excellent example of how they use a non-issue to divide and distract us. Because the issue of illegal immigration is real. It's horrific. Uh, the crime and the economic uh, consequences are horrific. But as I said before, President, under, under the Eisenhower administration in the 1950s, 1.3 million illegal aliens could be deported then with the technology they had. There's nothing stopping uh, the Trump administration from doing that now. Why won't they do it? Because he's a fraud. Uh, because he's a fraud. It really is that simple. The other thing I want I want to clarify is, as far as the fraudulent nature of Washington is this. Why didn't Trump make funding the wall a non-negotiable priority when Republicans had a majority in the House and Senate? Okay. And if it was real, if he really wanted this, you know, border across the entire, uh, uh, if you want a wall across the entire border, uh, we wouldn't be talking again about five to five point seven billion. We're talking upwards of twenty billion. So that's uh, let's let's get the math right too. But uh, why again didn't Trump do it at that time? Why was it, why did he choose to do it uh, after the after uh, you know the Democrats took control of the House? You can say, well, he started you know after the elections. Yeah, he started then. And uh, we get back to the uh, really really bad problem with Trump promising as a candidate there'd be no amnesty. And then offering to make more dreamers, more uh, more people under the DACA program than Obama wanted to make citizens. Uh, it was really interesting too when you think about the, the drama of it. If you follow the story, how uh, you know Pelosi said President Trump, uh, you know, she was not going to open up the House for Trump to address uh, both chambers of Congress to uh, give the the State of the Union address, okay, which is a uh, that started in the 20th century, incidentally. But uh, she has that authority, and then uh, Trump responds. Uh, it's like, okay, well, then uh, she and her entourage can't use a military flight to uh, go abroad. <laughs> and again, it, this, works, this works so effectively to divide people and distract them. Because they see it as left versus right, and the same agenda continues. Same agenda continues. Zero Hedge, I had mentioned Zero Hedge ran a piece. Very interesting. Uh, that's a great site, zerohedge.com. It's a great site. White House drafting national emergency proclamation to include $7 billion for border wall. I'll quote from that piece by uh, the anonymous author Tyler Durden. Remember that name? That's uh, from Fight Club. 
is drafting plans to declare a national emergency along the southern U.S. border, which would provide $7 million in potential funds for President Trump's long-promised border wall, border wall, according to CNN, citing internal documents we hope are more accurate than BuzzFeed. Says, I love I love your zero hedge. Uh, this is so Trumpian again, because I can see this playing out after you know, they get yeah, they get people that shouldn't have federal jobs and that are overpaid. They get everyone paid up, uh, including people that didn't work. So in three weeks, then you know they'll they'll say, okay, uh, Democrats still won't give Trump the money, uh, and then you know, be, there'll be some Republicans again, you know, saying different things like eminent domain on the wall. You know, in other words, it's not really good that the government is just going to. How you decide? No one's really talked about the cost. When I say it's, the cost of the entire wall again would be upwards of twenty billion. It could be a whole lot more because people don't factor in the cost it would take. This is a private; the vast majority is private property. So you'd have to use eminent domain to then pay the people a fair market price for the property you'd use to build the wall. No one's factored. But in any case, uh, when we throw out seven billion dollars, I see it just the way I see it playing out. I'm not a profit nor a son of a profit. After three weeks, there's going to be no deal. Uh, it'll be portrayed against left versus right. Trump will use these bogus constitutional emergency powers to uh, to uh, get $7 billion. $7 billion, it will be seen as a victory by the people that emotionally identify with Trump on the right because it's more than the five, you know, $5.7 billion he wanted. The reality is that $7 billion is going to build probably 300 miles of wall. That will be seen as a victory because there will be more money. And they'll continue to play left versus right. This is interesting. Trump has not ruled out using his, getting back to zero hedge piece, Trump has not ruled out using his authority, according to CNN. Trump has not ruled out using his authority to declare a national emergency and direct the Defense Department to construct a border wall as Congress and the White House fight over a deal to end the government shutdown. But while Trump's advisors remain divided on the issue, the White House has been moving forward with all the other plans that would bypass Congress. Trump also tipped his hand today, incidentally. Uh, I, heard on, I heard on the radio that he says, you know, it's three weeks, and he's trying to say he didn't capitulate. And of course he did. You know, he blinked first. He's trying to say he didn't. But Trump, Trump said, I heard Trump today say on the radio, uh, listening to him on the radio, that, uh, yeah, he would use the emergency provisions then uh, if he didn't have to. So he's already said what he intends to do. The massive amount of aliens who unlawfully in the United States each day is a direct threat to the safety and security of our nation and constitutes a national emergency. A draft of a presidential proclamation reads, Now, therefore, I, Donald J. Trump, by the authority vested in me by the Constitution and the laws of the United States of America, including the National Emergency Act, 50 U.S.C. 1601, which I didn't check, hereby declared a national emergency exists at the southern border of the United States. The draft reads, Reads the draft as the draft was updated as recently as last week. US, a U.S. government official told CNN, according to plans, the administration could use $681 million from Treasury forfeiture funds, $3.6 billion in military construction, $3 billion in Pentagon civil works funds, and $200 million in funds from the Department of Homeland Security. They get it all from the Department of Defense, since yeah, I don't know where billions go anyhow. If Trump declares a national emergency, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers would construct a wall, which CNN then suggests might set the stage for potential lawsuits over eminent domain land seizures. The documents also convey a sense of urgency as the draft reportedly allows for the wall to be built without environmental reviews, while DHS would be, DHS would be able to bypass contracting laws using waivers. The draft document cites Title 10 of the U.S. Code, which allows Trump to unlock a stash of Pentagon funds that are earmarked but have no signed contracts for spending that money. That would give the president authority to pull for military construction funds and civil works projects like infrastructure repair funds. Representative Dan Crenshaw, Republican Texas, tweeted earlier this month that acting White House Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney assured Texans that he understood the deep concerns about using Harvey relief funds for the border. CNN previously reported that the Pentagon was asked to provide a list of those projects in anticipation of a national emergency. The Pentagon has assisted the Department of Homeland Security in the past. For example, the Army Corps of Engineers, a federal agency within DOD that provides public engineering services, has helped evaluate prototypes of the border wall. 
Earlier Thursday, Trump said that he would only accept a stopgap spending bill to reopen the government if it contains a down payment for the wall. And of course, you know, Trump once again lied. Speaking with reporters at the White House, Trump said that a pro- prorated down payment would work. If they come to a reason, this Trump, if they come to a reasonable agreement, I would support it, yes, Trump said when asked about talks between Senate leaders. On Thursday, the Senate failed to pass two measures that, reop- that would reopen the government hours before the CNN report ran. So there you have it. Uh, this will be framed again as left versus right. Trump will say in good faith, uh, he, of course, you know, Trump won't admit that he caved, and he did, and he compromised, and he lied again, and he broke his, he broke his word. Uh, but he did. But the way he'll frame it is that in good faith, you know, he cared about the workers. He cared about the workers that have jobs, don't have constitutional authority, that won't, a lot of them will not get paid for having to stay at home for a while. In any case, that's the way Trump will frame it. But then at the end of the three weeks, what's going to happen? Uh, there'll be no deal, and then he'll declare these emergency authorities, and uh, that'll continue the left versus right animosity down probably through the end of his presidency. And then we could throw in if you know Mueller, uh, Special Counsel Mueller, then uh, goes public with whatever he has. I don't know. I guess probably five minutes before Trump leaves office, and uh, they keep that angle going too, where people like Roger Stone then today get arrested and indicted on charges that have nothing to do with collusion with Russia during the election. And the special counsel has that magical power to do that. Uh, Don't let the news cycle dictate your view of reality. Uh, Do not let Washington, D.C. in particular dictate your view of reality politically. When you see these stories, Always remember, if a story is big and it doesn't die, there's an agenda. The agenda is always, in part, to keep us divided, division and distraction, left versus right, liberal versus conservative, when both have the same political agenda. So they they keep you, you in a state of really an emotional state of anger. You react for or against something. And then you don't realize uh, nothing's really getting done. Nothing uh, is really getting done with substance. The military budget, for example, no matter who's in office, never, uh, never contracts. Never contracts. There's really one party. Uh, there's not two. But they want us to believe they're diametrically opposed to one another. And the only thing that's diametrically opposed are the words. It's the rhetoric. It's not the substance. President Trump and this whole shutdown vividly illustrates what a fraud D.C. politics are. Uh, And uh, do not buy into that. Do not buy into it. Understand how the system works, then you can start to defeat it and change things. You've been listening to the KRP Radio Show. It's last Friday night, some months your guest host, Rocco P. Once again, I'd like to thank Pudgy Miller for the opportunity to use his platform. I deeply, deeply appreciate that. I would say, Lord willing, I will be back next month, last Friday night of the month. Next month in February will be Friday, February 22nd. It's hard to believe I'm saying it is 2019. Thank you for listening to KIRP Radio Show. Take care. KIRP Radio!